started a new company called DayDocs. Day is the Latin word for God, and Docs is short for documentaries. And so the company's mission was to make documentaries and film shorts telling stories about God's mysterious and powerful work in people's lives and in communities around the world. Now, the timing of their launch was fortuitous because the online website Vimeo was just coming online. That's the uh, file and video sharing and editing uh, website. And manufacturers were also just beginning to make the first DSLR cameras, which enable you to produce high-quality videos and film with equipment that is very small and lightweight. And so they had a lot of success. But the success was measured by the fact that it didn't always uh, yield huge financial benefits. There were many months where Brent didn't pay himself. Then a new challenge and new opportunity came along when another filmmaker named Chris Sinclair approached Brent about making a documentary about an organization called the Free Burma Rangers. Uh, this is a family, a very interesting family, uh, parents and children, who specialize in taking humanitarian assistance to places like Burma, places that had been marked by long-term intense conflict and ethnic and religious strife. And Now, it was a great opportunity, because it, it was a great story to tell. And that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to tell these stories of God's life-changing work in the world. But they quickly surmised that telling the story of Free Burma Rangers would be beyond the capacity of a short. That would require a feature-length film. And they never made a feature-length film before, and they didn't have the resources to make a feature-length film. But again, they prayed about it and felt called to engage in this project, and so they did some fundraising. They created a website for the project. And in a very short time, it generated $200,000. And that was the seed money that they used to create a film that uh, has won numerous awards. And today, uh, Daydocs and Brent Gudgel is recognized as uh, an acclaimed filmmaker and film studio. And their shorts and documentaries are used in a wide variety of places, uh, often in congregations, uh, during worship or during Christian education programs, their shorts are used to illustrate or to be the subject of a lesson or a worship service. Sometimes individuals take a leap of faith. Sometimes whole congregations take a leap of faith. So I want to tell you a second story about the First Baptist Church in Clarendon, which is a neighborhood in Arlington, Virginia. Back in 2002, the members of First Baptist Church were facing a problem that a lot of congregations have faced. They had uh, an older membership that was struggling to attract younger members, and they had a building that was crumbling, and they lacked the resources to keep the building properly maintained. Now, given their location, they could have sold to a developer for probably as much as $10 million and just relocated to some other community. But they decided to do something different. They formed a nonprofit development organization that would sell the vertical rights to the space above their church to a developer to build housing. 116 units, 70 of which would be reserved and designated as affordable housing. They presented the plan to the county uh, zoning and development uh, officials, and the county enthusiastically backed it. It helped solve the problem of affordable housing for them, and they also kept the church on site. And then the lawsuits began. 
they faced at least four different lawsuits, and one of the plaintiffs prevailed and forced the county to completely scrap their zoning process for the project and start all over again. And then the financial crisis of 2008 hit, and the housing market bottomed out. This project died a dozen times, Deacon Rod Ryland told the journalist Michael Pope. It is, I believe, a miracle that the whole thing happened. And the miracle, well, it took several forms, but one form was that after the financial crisis, the federal government changed the way it distributed housing funds and made the project financially sound once again. And so the church had funding, they had an architect, they had drawings, it was time to move forward, but there was still one lawsuit pending. And they had an agonizing choice to make. And they chose to make a leap of faith. With that lawsuit hanging over them, they still took a wrecking ball to their sanctuary, to where many of them were married and many of their parents and grandparents were married. But the lawsuit came to nothing, and today the site is an 11-story building with the steeple and the front entrance to the church attached to it. It looks kind of cool. You know, you have these two streets that come together, and then you have the steeple, and then this larger structure behind it. And the church worships and gathers for fellowship and study on the first floor, and then a variety of housing units stand above them. Not only that, but the leap of faith that First Baptist Church in Clarendon took was enough to inspire other congregations facing similar problems to take similar leaps of faith. One of them is First Presbyterian Church in Arlington, Virginia. They did the same thing. They repurposed their property for worship and for affordable housing. Now, don't worry. Uh, I'm not telling you these stories because nine months into my pastor, I have a secret plan to turn 20 Kings Highway East into a, uh, a movie studio or into uh, an apartment complex. I have no plans of that nature. I'm just telling these stories because the Christian life is a life of faith. And a life of faith is more than just agreeing to a certain set of doctrines. The Christian life is a lifestyle that's marked by radical trust in God, which sometimes causes us to do radical and strange and new things. But here's the problem for all people who would aspire to live by faith. And that is, when are you making an authentic leap of faith, and when are you just reckless and foolish and foolhardy? How do you tell the difference? Well, I think that the scripture lesson this morning gives us some guidance about how you can tell the difference. The story of Abraham and Sarah's journey from Haran to Canaan can give us some criteria for distinguishing living by faith from rushing in where angels fear to tread. And I think there's six points that are kind of, that bubble up uh, from within this passage of scripture. The first one is this. God takes the initiative in all leaps of faith. It's not as though we make up our mind to live by faith, and then we start looking around for a canyon to jump over. Uh, that's a good way to break your neck, if that's the way that you go about the business. Genuine leaps of faith are always in response to God's call and command and claim on our lives. That means that listening for God's voice is helpful. 
Although it's by no means necessary, we have no indication that Abraham and Sarah were listening for the call of God. As far as we know, they were worshipping the same idols that everyone else in Haran was worshipping. And then the Lord intervened. The Lord intervened and spoke in a way that Abraham could not avoid. Second is this. Living by faith involves some sort of renunciation. We have to say no to something before we can say yes to that leap we're about to make. Abraham and Sarah left behind their country. They left behind their extended family. They left behind their father's house in order to say yes to God's call. Brent Gudgel left his old clients behind in order to start a new business inspired by God's call. The members of First Baptist Church didn't just leave their father's house of worship behind, the house of worship that their fathers and mothers and grandparents built, they took a wrecking ball to it in order to say yes to God's call. I think we all have some experience with this, at least in the last few years, correct? We, we forsook our sanctuaries in March of 2020 in order to uh, sojourn as strangers in the strange land of online worship. We took that leap of faith, and, and we survived. We survived it. Now, taking a leap of faith doesn't mean you leave everything behind. It's not an utter and complete and irrevocable break with everything in the past. Abraham and Sarah brought along their servants. They brought along their property when they went to Canaan. But still, taking the leap of faith does mean taking leave of some significant and enduring things in your life at the present moment. Third point is this. God says, go from your country and your kin and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Where? Don't worry about that. Just, just go and I'll get you there. When you live by faith, you don't know exactly where you're going next. Living by faith is like driving at nighttime. And the Lord God is in the passenger seat with the map of the GPS and God is saying to you, turn right, take the next exit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe you turn at the next roundabout. You don't know where you're going. You can only see 100 yards ahead of you. But if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, you will arrive where God is calling you to be, eventually. Fourth point is this. Fourth, <laughs> fourth point is this. Leaves of faith rest on a hope that God can work beyond the realm of what is humanly possible. Abraham and Sarah were a childless couple getting on in years. They had no hopes of a single heir, much less to be the ancestors of a great nation. That was beyond their capacity to do on their own. But the God who calls people to live by faith is a God who creates worlds out of nothing, a God who raises the dead. With this God, all things are possible. This is a God who can build even affordable housing in Washington, D.C. This is a God who can stand up a Christian film studio, even in Hollywood. With this God, all things are possible. And taking that leap of faith requires the hope that that is the case. Fifth thing is this. The God who called Abraham and Sarah to leave their home and to live as strangers in the land of Canaan, accompanied them to protect them and to provide for them. I will bless those who bless you, 
says the Lord, and I will curse those who curse you. Take a leap of faith, and you may find a lawsuit waiting for you. Take a leap of faith, and you may be short of money. There will be a cross for you to bear. But new friendships and new partnerships also await you. And with the testing that comes along the way, God will provide the way out so that you can endure the testing. Finally, we make leaps of faith not for what it's, what's in it for us, but for what God intends to do for others through us. God promised to give Abraham and Sarah children and a land to call home. God promised to make of Abraham and Sarah a great nation. But this nation's greatness would consist of the blessing that it would bring to all nations of the world. From the children of Abraham and Sarah would come a savior of the entire world, Jesus Christ, who would come to lay down his life for the sins of all people. He would come to open people's eyes to the glory of the one God in three persons. And not just the glory of God, but also to the joy of serving this God who has created us and who has saved and who has saved us. Abraham and Sarah's journey is the paradigm for all leaps of faith. From their story we learn that faithful living is always a response to God's call, a call that will demand that we leave something behind in order to set out on a journey where we don't know exactly where we're going. A leap of faith is inspired by hope that exceeds the pessimism of the present moment. And we trust that God will protect us and provide us along the journey. And that this leap that we take will hold a blessing for not just us, but a blessing for other people as well. So I invite you this Sunday, in the week to come, and in days to come, keep your eyes and ears open to the voice and the call of God. Hold the blessings and the burdens of your daily life loosely. Because the Lord might ask you to lay them down at any moment. Don't fear the unknown. Embrace it. Because the Lord is at your side. And on the far side of the unknown lies something better for you than you can conjure up for yourselves. And rest assured, better things are to come, not just for you, but for all people. Because of what God and Jesus Christ will do through you. And you make that leap of faith. In the name of the one who is and who was and who is to come. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review this podcast so that we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. To support our ministry, go to www.haddonfieldprez.org and click on the Give tab at the top of the page. Grace and peace be with you.